you have a wet basement, you've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. This is a show that is to, for, and about making your home what you want it to be. You want to improve it? You want to make it safer? You want to redecorate it? Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because improving your home is always a great investment. Well, Tom, you know, 2005 seemed like a really strong year for new construction homes. Absolutely. But by December, that figure had actually dropped off by 10%. And these are the most recent figures we have available to us. And this could be a sign that new construction is actually tapering off. And that could mean that existing homes, maybe yours, are worth even more money. So if you sold right now, do you think you would get top dollar? Well, this hour, we've got some tips to make your money pit worth even more money. So if you've got a home repair, Repair or home improvement question, call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Or you can email us to helpme at moneypit.com. You know, getting home repair chores done around the house can be a challenge, especially when you've got three rambunctious kids at home like me. <laughs> and they are that. I've seen them. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But you know what? If you get the kids involved, the chores can actually become a bonding experience. No, Leslie, it's not slave labor. <laughs> I think it is. It is not slave labor, although it is does come in very handy once in a while <laughs> when you want the kids to help you with a home improvement project. And you know what? Our guest this hour, Mark Clement, actually wrote an entire book about that. He wrote a book called The Kids Carpenter's Notebook. He's going to come on and talk to us about some tips for helping your kids help you with your carpentry projects. Well, we've got a great prize this hour to start those kids off right with some high-quality tools like the ones we're going to be giving away from Irwin. It's going to be a prize package with all kinds of goodies, including a saw, a level, a laser guide, and pliers. It's worth about $250. This is a huge prize, and you are automatically entered to win when you ask us your home improvement or repair question on the air. So let's get to those calls. one Money Pit. Leslie, who's first? All right, Sarge from Wisconsin listens to the Money Pit on WAGN, and you've got a question about a hot water pump. What can we do for you? My wife requested this for Christmas, believe it or not, to get the hot water to your faucet faster. You don't have to run so much water. The hot water will always be there. Well, um, basically, you have a faucet that's far from the from the water heater itself. Right. And you want a way to get the water there faster. Problem is that if you do that... You're going to be running that water back through the heater much more frequently than you have right now. And as a result, it's going to cost you a lot more to heat the water. So you can put a loop in the plumbing system that brings water back and circulates it back to the heater. But what this means is that you're going to have the hot water 
pipe and the return pipe be warm all the time, that means the water heater is going to run all the time, and that's going to cost you a pile of money to heat the water. Okay. Now, if you want to try to do it a different way, you might think about putting in a second water heater, but it involves replumbing your house, Sarge, to have a shorter run. Another way to save money with a water heater is to replace the tanked water heater with a tankless water heater, which is a little more expensive to buy up front, but it saves you a lot more money because you're only paying for the water when you actually use it. But in any event, um, that's not going to deliver water to you any quicker. Okay. Is there anything I thought I read somewhere about a uh, uh, convection pump? Or it wouldn't be a pump then, I guess. Just. Mm, nope. Not not familiar with that. I mean, it's, it's basically a, a simple loop of pipe that's installed into your house. If you want to have it be hot all the time, you've got to have a return loop back to the water heater on the domestic hot water side, but that means you're going to have to keep it hot all the time, and that's going to cost you more money. Okay, appreciate the advice. All right, Sarge, thanks so much for calling us. You have to get a different gift. <laughs> I guess so, of a diamond or something, eh? There you go. <laughs> it's just as good. <laughs> yes, definitely. Hey, you know what, Sarge, she really doesn't want the water heater. She's just trying to kind of get you to feel guilty so you buy her something she oh, really does want. All I know is one year my mom asked for a treadmill, and treadmill actually meant diamond earrings. There and when go. she got that treadmill, she was mad. <laughs> this could mean Corvette. Exactly. Yeah, you got to understand the code. Yeah, yeah, right. Take apart the letters and re-scramble them, and I bet it spells out Corvette. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Ellen in Massachusetts seemed to be having a painting problem. What's happening, Ellen? Hi. We have an old farmhouse, and I mean really old. It was built in 1750. Wow. Really old. <laughs> um, and we've had it for 30 years, and for 30 years we have had problems with the paint on the exterior peeling off. What are the exterior walls made out of? Well, we replaced the siding um, about eight years ago with new cedar siding, but... That didn't help. They told us that would help, but it didn't. Well, if you're having a problem with paint adhesion, um, usually there's a moisture source for that. There's moisture in the walls that's basically wicking out and causing the paint not to stick. And the cedar is like a great source for the water to just sort of stick into and feed into. Now, when you put the cedar up, did you prime it? Yes, and um, supposedly they left. They let it sit and to be sure it dried out and everything. But we have a stone and dirt basement, the original foundation and basement, uh, which definitely are very damp, and we do believe that is the problem. Uh, someone said to us maybe we should try to put an interior uh, wall in the basement. Um, we don't know how to get rid of the moisture, whatever. All right, well, let's, let's talk about ways you can reduce the um, humidity levels inside your house. I'm going to guess that you have a hot water heating system. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Well, hot water systems are far moister than, uh, than hot air systems, and uh, you can't really use a whole home dehumidifier with that because you don't have a duct system. Are you air conditioned? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand your question. We have an oil, we have an oil burner, and it's right. forced hot air. Oh, it is forced hot yes, air. Yes, oh, it is perfect. forced hot air. Um, perfect. I, I misunderstood your question. So Here, here's what I would recommend you do. First of all, um, on the basement question, let's talk, Leslie, about outside drainage. 
Yeah, you want to think about a couple of things. When you're dealing with your gutter situation on the outside of your house, you want to make sure that those gutters are always as clean and clear as you can possibly maintain them. This way, the water is actually staying in them and running down those downspouts instead of spilling over and hitting directly into your foundation. Now, with the downspouts, you want to make sure, Ellen, that the downspouts are depositing the water about three to six feet away from your house. You want to make sure that they're not just depositing the water, again, directly into your foundation. And then you also want to look at your grading on the exterior of the house. You want to make sure that the the ground slopes away from the house and you want it to go down about six inches over four feet. So it really is a gradual slope, but it's enough to sort of make all moisture move away from the house. And that will help a great deal. Now, Ellen, after you get the uh, the grading and the drainage conditions straightened out to reduce the overall moisture that's getting in there, let's talk about managing what's left. I asked you about your heating system. You said you have a forced air system. What I'm going to recommend is that you have installed a whole house dehumidifier. You will Not be the- amazed at the amount of water it pulls out of the air inside your home in one day. Yeah, it takes out like 90 pints of water a day. A whole home dehumidifier is becomes part of your HVAC system. It's not the kind of humidifier that sits in your basement with the pan that you have to empty. It's different. It's installed into the home's heating system itself. has to be professionally installed. It's made by April Air. But it's you pretty can, easy to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, AprilAir.com, you get information about that. And that's going to take out a lot of humidity in the house. And I suspect when you get the drainage conditions straightened out and you dry out the home, you're going to have a lot fewer painting problems because that water finds its way right through those walls and wicks right out. And I've seen that happen with cedar time and time again. And it always comes back to a managing the moisture situation. Well, thank you very much. After 30 years, if we can solve this, it will be wonderful. <laughs> oh, well, we're so happy to be able to help you do that. Ellen, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, Money Pit listeners, are you looking for a quick and easy way to save money on your energy bills? Absolutely. I know. Who isn't? Everyone's on that bandwagon this season. Well, a good and easy way to save some dough is to insulate your hot water heater with a blanket. But if you're not sure exactly how to do that, you can find step-by-step instructions at moneypit.com. If you go to the repair and improve section right now, you will find a complete list of materials and exact directions to do just that. Well, besides saving money on energy projects, how about doing some improvements that could give yourself a little more elbow room? Want to take on a remodeling project or an addition? Wondering what the difference between those are anyway? Is one harder than the other? We will help sort out this home improvement dictionary next. Home improvement's never been so easy. We at R.E. Williams can help. Did you know there's a hidden fire hazard in almost every home? It's your dryer vent, and we have the solution for you. We're online at rewci.com, featuring Panasonic bathroom ventilation fans, Tamarack whole house fans, and even an affordable whole house instant hot water system. We deliver right to your home or office across the U.S. Improve your home, improve your life with quality products, affordable prices, and heroic customer service. rewci.com. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. 
It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Energy drives our nation's economy and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines, and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing Energy Star storm windows and double pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using Energy Star products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. More information on Energy Star products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at FaucetCoach.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. So now, if you want to give yourself a little more space, you can take on either a home addition or a remodeling project. They both do start with an existing structure. The difference is this. A remodel actually changes an existing area of the structure, and an addition adds more space to the structure, hence the term addition. <laughs> to decide which is best to suit your needs, you need to check local zoning laws, because while remodeling is entirely possible to do within the confines of the four walls of your house, house, an addition may not. Even though your entire neighborhood could have, for example, an extension to the garage, you may be the one that fell after some law was changed that affected zoning, and you might not be able to do it. So remodeling projects are always usually easier to do than additions. To determine which is most cost-effective for you, you need to check the zoning laws before you pick up that hammer. 
Okay, and do you want to know which five home improvements bring the biggest return on your investment? I do. Well, who doesn't? And the answer is in next week's e-newsletter. So sign up for your free Money Pit e-newsletter now at moneypit.com. They're always chock full of information, and they're free right into your email inbox. So sign up now. And to get started on those improvements, how about a whole kit of tools to add to your DIY arsenal? It's from Irwin and Straightline, and the prize package comes with more than two dozen tools, including this is a ton of them, vice grip groove lock pliers, fast release pliers, a marathon carpenter saw, yes it runs 26 miles, a pro touch utility (laughs) knife with extra blades, work sight gloves, straight line grip tight, a torpedo level, an entire set of vice grip pliers, and a giant soft sided bag to keep everything in. It's worth 250 bucks, but it could be yours for free if you call in and we answer your question on the air. So call in now and be one of those lucky callers. one 888 888-666-3974. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. Leslie, who's next? David in Nevada has a question about a damaged roof. Well, the good news is I don't think it rains very much in Nevada, does it, David? Uh, it doesn't rain too much, but we get where I live. We get uh, we get a fair amount of snow. Ah, and you're in that now. How's what happened to the roof? How's the damage? Um, well, it was uh, it was wind damage, and it kind of tore some of the the shingling off the uh, uh, tar paper. I guess it is. And my problem is, I've got a pitched roof, and then in another spot, I've got a flat roof, and I'm not quite sure how to go about fixing it. I, I just got the house just a little while back. The part of shingles that actually blew off, those were, of course, the pitched roof, or did you lose some, did you have some damage at the flat roof, too? Um, the, the damage seems to be mostly on the flat roof. Oh, okay. What kind of material is being used right now to do that flat roof? Do you know? Is it an asphalt-based material? Does it look like a shingle, but it's running sheets? It might be roll roofing. It's rolled roofing. Yeah, that's the least expensive flat or low slope roof material and it really doesn't last very long i would recommend if you're having that kind of damage that you well and can you even repair that because it's a sheet product can you go in and patch what's broken off Mm, not that successfully i mean is it is the flat roof really big how big is it oh it's probably uh 12 by well maybe 30 well that's not terrible if if it was my house I would replace the roll roofing. I hate roll roofing material. It really is doesn't last very long. Even in a perfect installation, I've rarely seen that stuff last more than five years. So I would um, choose an elastomeric product, something like a modified bitumen. It's like a rubbery asphalt material that goes down. You're going to want to have some sort of a coating on it. Um, in the climate that you're in, in Nevada, you're probably going to want to use a fibrous aluminum paint when you're done. That's going to reflect some of the UV rays of the sun and stop the material from deteriorating. But start with the flat roof and make sure that goes up and under the shingles. And as far as the wind damage is concerned, you can use a high wind shingle. They have hurricane-proof, so to speak, shingles that have different glue in them, and they actually stand up to those high winds that you might be getting coming off those mountains. Uh-huh. Well, right now, even the pitch part is, is rolled. Ah, uh, the pitch is rolled as well? Yeah, you know, it, it sounds to me like you can patch this right now, Dave, 
But rolled roofing is just really a low-quality roofing material, and, and you're just not going to get a lot of longevity out of it, and you're going to continue to have these issues. Well, and you'll end up spending more money repairing it than the lifetime of satisfaction you'll get if you replace it with a quality roofing product. You know, here's a thought. Um, this was weather-related damage. You could place a claim under your homeowner's policy for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I still want to, I still want to know how to get it done properly. Well, that's fine. I'm suggesting a way that you could finance some of that work, though, because I think in the best possible situation, you're going to want to replace that with a better quality material. And if uh, part of that cost could come from your insurance policy, then heck, why not? Yeah, you bet. Um, now, what was you calling that on the, for the flat part? Modified what? Modified bitumen. It's called modified bitumen. Could you spell that for me? Yeah. Well, well now this is the tough one, right? See, I, I never did well in spelling. <laughs> I'm like, don't uh, ask me. That's B-I-T-U-M-E-N, bitumen. David, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Satisfied guy writing down his answer, knows exactly what to get. Phil in Pennsylvania wants to talk about geothermal furnaces. I know it's Tom's favorite subject. How can we help, Phil? I recently went to a fair up here in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, this guy had his stand set up there, and he was had a, a little air conditioner set up and blowing and whatnot. Well... I have a forced air furnace. It, 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 it's natural uh, gas, and uh, he said that if I switched over furnaces, it would cost somewhere in the neighborhood of oh eight to ten thousand dollars, and I it'd be like burying a, a gas tank in my backyard, and I'd be able to save a lot of money with these geothermal furnaces. <laughs> what could you tell me about it? Is that true? So you have a perfectly functioning gas furnace right now. The guy wants ten grand to convert you to an electric geothermal system, correct? Correct. Big mistake. You know, it, it, the first choice on fuel for heating your home in terms of ca- cost is gas. Even though gas is more expensive this year and, and gas and oil are going to continue to go up, it would have to go up an enormous amount for me to recommend a heat pump or a geothermal heat pump or electric heat pump over that. That would be sort of my... Um, Probably my third to fourth choice. First, I'd take gas, then I take oil, then I take propane, then I might take a geothermal heat pump, and then I might take an electric heat pump, and after that comes electric resistance heat. That would be the order of <laughs> events, you know. In I my can see mind. why it's your favorite, Tom. Yeah, you know why? Because you have to put in the. It basically uses the temp, the constant temperature of the ground, as part of the refrigeration cycle to uh, you know heat and cool your house. And anytime I've seen these and talked to uh, the guys that install them about warranties and things like that, they'll say, well, that ground loop's warrantied for 25 years. Yeah, but does that include labor? Well, no. You know, but what if you have to tear up your whole ground to replace it if you have a, a break in that thermal loop? Um, but, but more to the point uh, of your question, that you already have gas, I would definitely not switch off of gas and go geothermal. No way, no how. Well, I really appreciate clearing it up for me. <laughs> All right, Phil, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. He was blinded by the cotton candy. That's yeah, what it last was. Last time I answered a question that way, I got a hate mail from like the Geothermal Association. So we'll see uh, what happens. But that's how I feel about it. You know, I would slippery not slippery slope, ge- Tom. I would not put geothermal in if I had gas. I'd use gas first. All right, well, when you've got projects around the house that need to get done and you've also got children who need care, why not combine the two and make it a day of bonding for both parents and kids? Coming up, tips on how to get your kids safely involved. So stay with us.
This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed smart humidifiers. April Air's computer-equipped, completely automated, no-touch humidifiers never need manual adjustments. Advanced computer technology measures the outdoor temperature and indoor humidity over 86,000 times a day and continually adjusts your home's indoor humidity for maximum comfort. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, one 888 888-666-3974. So, Leslie, uh, take it from me. It is not easy to get home improvement projects done around the house when you've got kids. Yeah, you now, always make it work. I do, I do. And, you know, I, I try to spend as much time as I can with my three. But I have found that one of the best ways to bond and get chores done is to involve them in home maintenance projects. Now, some may think of that as slave labor, (laughs) but you know what? It works well, and it's a good family bonding time. (laughs) Slave labor, fond memories, whatever you call it. (laughs) Exactly. What do you want to call it? (laughs) Well, that's exactly what our next guest found, too. Mark Clement has regularly shared home improvement expertise on the Discovery Channel and PBS, among many others. And when he's not writing or talking about construction, Mark is renovating his own 100 year old home and he's here to talk about the follow-up to his acclaimed book the carpenter's notebook and it's called appropriately the kids carpenter's workbook welcome mark hi tom hi leslie nice to be back well it's nice to have you and uh this is a little bit of a change from your original book that we interviewed you on some time ago this is uh, a chance for you to kind of express what has been going on in your house i know that you have uh, a lovely daughter named lexi 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 and uh has lexi inspired you to be a better carpenter Absolutely. We have been making projects together. She's four years old, and we've been making projects together since she was, how old, Lexi? Two? Two. <laughs> Lexi's there. Yeah, she's here. She's with me. She... Oh, can we talk to Lexi? Yeah, you can. Let me put her on the phone. Okay. Lexi? Hi, Hi Lexi. Hi, you guys. Hey, Lexi, are you um, doing carpentry jobs with your dad around your house? Yep. All right. And uh, Buffalo and Daddy were j- are, are fixing our bathroom. And what have you worked on in the bathroom? The bath, the bathroom that they're working on is upstairs. It's our upstairs bathroom. But our little, our guest's bathroom is so small that they can't even fix it. <laughs> That's why they're walk, working on the bigger bathroom. So your daddy, your daddy's a good carpenter, but he can't make that bathroom grow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lexi. What? Do you have a tool belt that you put nails in yep, and tools? I do. What color is your tool belt? Brown. Me too. I like the brown ones. Me too. Has Daddy helped you build a dollhouse? Yeah, um, actually, Daddy made it. There, there was only three parts and three sides. And one would be top, because the top was um, a little bit of... Something really important, but Daddy made it. <laughs> Something very important, but Daddy made it. Yeah. Lexi, you are wonderful. Thanks. Can we talk to Daddy now? Hey, Tom and Leslie. You're just training her so she can <laughs> fix up your house later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, once whether or not I wrote Kids Carpenter's Workbook or not, it, it doesn't matter. Because the thing that I learned the most building these projects which with Lexi, which I would have made anyway, is that Building stuff with your kids is a way to show kids that they can do way more than you th- than they think they can. 
and this is a way to do it with you leading the way. Well, now, if she started helping you when she was two, what kind of tasks were you assigning her at that age? You know, obviously, safety is an issue, but you want them to feel like they're really involved. So what was she doing? Yeah, do you start with the compound miter box? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 22-pound rotary hammer. There you go. <laughs> um, no, we did, um, in real life, what we did, do also in Kids Carpenter's Workbook, which is we do something called parallel play. So I would be doing something with tools in the shop, and I would give her another sort of related task, um, like turning screws with a screwdriver. Or when she was very little, she was just handling a screwdriver and knocking stuff and pretending she was fixing it. Hey, that's a great tip. We're talking to Mark Lemon. He is the author of the Kids Carpenter's Notebook. That's available at the thekidscarpentersworkbook.com. For information on how to get that book, you can call 202 425 Four six nine five two zero two four two five four six nine five. Also available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. So, Mark, what do you think is the uh, most important thing to teach a kid when it comes to working with tools and working around the house? Does it have anything to do with building confidence and working safely, making it fun? What what what's the most important thing? It's totally about those things. And to say there's a most important thing is saying like there's a most important player on a team. And there's really not. It all goes together. Um, focus, discipline, spatial relationships, fun. It's, mo- it's mostly fun. Uh, I teach Lexi to count. She can read a tape measure. Um, in fact, she can count about four languages. Really? Yeah, we play games, you know. Um, uh, she can count in Japanese and Spanish in English and in French. And in your new book, you have uh, the projects for Kids Carpenters Workbook has uh, a five different family-friendly projects, Kids Toolbox, the Step-Up Stool, Sandbox Lemonade Stand, and the Seesaw. Sounds all like fun projects. I know that we built the Lemonade Stand with my kids, and uh, they're very, very cute, and I made a few bucks on it, too. There you go. The best part of these projects, too, is in case you're a beginning home improvement person or beginning, uh, you know, you're maybe not too sure about what's going on with tools. All of the projects are really pretty easy, but at the same time, you get something super cool at the end of it. It's a good mix. Well, and it just builds so many wonderful memories, and those are going to be some great things that she'll cherish when she's much older, and she'll know that she spent some good time with you. So well done. Leslie, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad you said that, too, because at the end of the day, it's about... No, it's not about making things, it's about making memories. Well, it's this private special thing that she does with you, and that's so wonderful, and I did the same with my dad, and it instilled so much in me, so I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you very much. Mark Clement, author of Kids Carpenter's Notebook, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Well, the frame of your house usually provides support and a good base for the outer layers. Now, usually wood is used for the frame, but there are other materials out there that can make those walls even stronger. When we come back, we'll feature the best framing materials for your home. When you took your first steps or drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous, gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation, starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams into hot and cold running reality. Hello. 
I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Homeownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. We're all looking for ways to get more mileage from a gallon of gas. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman with steps you can take to save money by getting the most out of every gallon of gas that you buy. First, keeping your car tuned and in proper working condition can improve gas mileage by up to 40%. Replacing your air filter and keeping tires properly inflated improves fuel efficiency. When you can, avoid idling your car. Running your engine when you're not moving wastes gas and money. Obey the speed limit. Speeding reduces fuel mileage by up to 23%. Your gas mileage decreases rapidly once you get above 60 miles an hour. You have the power to make a difference. By taking these steps, you can save money and help our nation reduce its energy use. For more tips on saving money at the gas pump, please visit our website at www.energy.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by the amazing Telesteps Telescoping Ladder, which extends from 30 inches to 12 and a half feet in a matter of seconds. Available online at REWCI.com or by calling toll-free 888-845-6597. Take advantage of free shipping now. And don't forget to mention coupon code MONEYPIT and receive 5% off your purchase today. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. So Leslie, wood framing is fairly the norm, right? Of course. That's the way you build a house. That's the way you build a house, right. Well now there are new, more modern frames that actually can be even stronger than wood. Of course, there's steel framing. And, you know, they used to build um, homes out of steel after World War II when all the GIs were coming home and they needed to really bang out a lot of housing really, really fast. So they used a lot of steel then. Yeah, but is that more expensive? Well, today it's making a little bit of a comeback, but 
My problem with that is that there's a lot of thermal conductivity right through the wall because of the steel stud. I think a much better alternative is something called an insulated concrete form. Have you ever seen these homes? Are they like concrete blocks or are they sort of embedded with plastic? Well, basically they are blocks. They look like big foam blocks and they lock together. Think of a Lego block, but one that's just huge. So like a giant Lego house? Like a giant Lego house. That's exactly right. That sounds fun. They snap the blocks together, and then they put inside the blocks the actual steel reinforcement for the concrete, which is the next step. They actually pour the concrete into the hollow cores of these blocks, and so the wall, when it's done, it becomes a solid, rock-hard concrete wall, but the foam stays on the outside of it, which gives you great insulation. And then do you still put in studs to then drywall? Or well, just... you don't have to because the, the plastic webs that, that these foam blocks are supported by are air-entrained. What that means is you can actually screw into the plastic webs. And how do you then determine where these webs are to hang shelving? Aha! Now there is a question that only you would think of. Because stud finders don't detect plastic. However, since it's modular, once you find one, you know where all the others are. Well, then that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. You know, if you build a concrete form house like that, you can actually downsize your heating and cooling system by a third because they're just so super insulated. That sounds really great. So you'd be saving a ton of money, and especially with these high energy bills, you might, if you're building a new home, think about this. Exactly. So if you're building a concrete house, you probably wouldn't, however, need the prize we're giving away this hour, which includes <laughs> a lot of woodworking tools. For the rest of you that are building wood houses, this prize is for you if you call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit and ask a home improvement question. Yeah, but even if you do have one of these concrete homes, I'm sure you're doing something inside that one of these two dozen tools will address, and it's a great prize. It's from. Earth Irwin and Straight Line, and it's a whole kit of tools which will just enhance your DIY arsenal. And the prize package comes with more than two dozen tools, including a vice grip groove lock pliers, fast release pliers, a marathon carpenter saw, a pro touch utility knife with spare blades, worksite gloves, straight line grip light, a torpedo level, an entire set of vice grip pliers, and a humongo giant soft sided bag to keep everything in so you'll always know where it is. It's worth $200. 150 bucks and somebody win it because oh my god i can't stop talking about it One eight 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 money pit leslie who's next gary in virginia listens to the money pit on free fm wjfk what can we do for you i have a 19 early 60s house that i'm as a fixer upper and in the kitchen i have an electrical question uh that my uh gc ran some 12 three wire so for example and to use for two circuits so I uh, say a circuit for lights and a circuit for small appliances. Okay. And then down to the junk, down to the main, the breaker. Do I have to use two pole breakers, or can I use single pole breakers and not have a phasing problem? No, actually, I think the best thing to do in that situation is use a two pole. Well, why did he run twelve three? Why don't you just run two circuits? If he's got to run wire, why doesn't he just run the wire? Well, to be candid with you, I spent a lot of money on the house, and I'm trying to get some uh, help that's not costing me a fortune, and that's why I'm calling you to make sure that what's not costing me a fortune still does it. done right. Gary, with the kind of remodel that you're doing, I would recommend that you not use one wire for that. I think you're better off using two separate circuits. I know you're trying to save some money, but really what you ought to be doing is you can use a 14-gauge 15-amp wire for the lighting circuit, and then you can use the 12, but just use the wires that you need for the one 
circuit to run the small appliance circuit. This way you have two completely separate circuits, two completely uh, dedicated circuits to each area of the house. It's going to be a lot safer and a lot cleaner way to get that job done. Secondly, make sure that you're getting electrical permit and make sure that you have this area inspected to make sure the electrician is doing it right. It gets pretty complicated when you're tackling remodeling projects on existing homes. You never quite know where all that wiring is going. We want to make sure it's done safe. And the other thing that comes to mind is on that kitchen counter circuit, we have the small appliances. You also need to add ground fault circuit interrupters to protect yourselves from any shocks that could occur from uh, that electricity getting in contact with water. All right, I'm going to separate them. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, replacement windows are a great option when you're looking to make your home more energy efficient. Is this a project you can handle on your own? Well, that depends. We'll explain right after this. Eight 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 Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one 888 Pit. 888-666-3974. And for those of you that perhaps are just too shy to pick up the phone, or maybe you're just too darn busy. That's okay. You can log on to our website at moneypit.com and send us an email question through there, moneypit.com. All right. Well, I know some people do prefer typing to talking, and on some days that is me. Well, TC from Pensacola, Florida writes, we need to replace all of our windows and are willing to do the work ourselves. Well, that sounds adventurous. Do you have any suggestions on where to purchase the windows and how to put them in? We have a brick home built in 1960. Well, you know, putting in replacement windows has gotten easier and easier to do. And uh, I don't see why you can't tackle that job yourself. You know, they're saying, I know Marvin makes a great replacement window that comes with a full-on installation video so that you can watch this video or DVD now if you're modern. um, And you can really learn exactly how to do it. And all it takes is some pretty basic skills and a friend to help you pick things up. Yeah, really. I mean, getting rid of the old window is the first step. And generally with a replacement window, you leave the actual frame of the window, but you remove the sash, the part that slides up and down. So once you have that out, you simply slide the new replacement window inside that old frame. Now, the skill part of this TC comes in how you trim that out. First of all, you want to make sure it fits right so you get a good energy tight fit. But secondly, you're going to have little portions of wood or of vinyl that are exposed on the outside that may need to be covered with some sort of trim to make it look nice and neat and pretty. And that's kind of where the skill comes in. But if it looks like it's going to be a fairly straight shot to get the windows to fit, no reason you can't do them yourself. You can simply um, order those windows from your local home center or from your local window retailer, and then go ahead and try to put one in. If it ends up being a problem, you know, any decent carpenter should be able to help you, and it really doesn't have to be that expensive a job. Yeah, I'm sure the outlet that you purchased that replacement window from is not going to turn you away if you come back and say, you know what, I'm going to need someone to help me do the job. I'm sure they'll be very happy to do so. That's right. If you have the courage to admit that you're in over your head, (laughs) 
they will most likely help you out. All right. Do we have time for another one? Let's do it. Okay. Judy from California writes, we have a 1960s patio room. How can we keep the rain out of the odd size screened windows? The old plastic sheeting ones are gone. Frames too bent and plastic has deteriorated. We are using this as a workout room and want the equipment protected. Well, that makes sense. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen rooms that weren't really designed to be interior rooms, but people keep trying all sorts of ways to convert them. If it's not, you know, building an odd size window, it's like sticking a heating duct through the wall. The truth is, if you want your walls to be watertight, you have to build them in the same way that you would build them if it was new construction. It's got to be framed and supported properly if you want to support the window. If you want to make a homemade window or screens that are, can be windows can be removed, you can do that, but it's generally not going to last that long, Judy. So our suggestion would be to actually frame those windows in and purchase some replacement windows or some new construction windows. Only then are you going to get truly a watertight fit. Yeah, and that's the best way to keep that equipment protected because they probably were a costly investment and they're good for your health too. So you want to keep them in good working condition. Well, thanks for your question, Judy. Well, Leslie, earlier in the show, I was talking about one of my favorite forms of wall construction, the insulated concrete form. But there is another type of concrete form that is made out of, well, solid concrete. And that is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Well, if you think you can't find style and beauty in a concrete wall, there are plenty of people who do, and you might be one of them. Listen to how these walls are making a great new impression. If you use a technique called stamping, concrete walls can provide both strength and beauty to a home. The forms pressed into wet concrete make attractive patterns that can be left natural or colored using a paste of color hardener, acrylic bonder, and water. The result is a wall which is both highly durable and attractive and maintenance-free to make your home's exterior very beautiful and very durable. So you know why I like concrete as a wall construction material? Why? It's a solid investment. (laughs) That's all the time we have on this hour of the program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.